0: Hold on, give me a minute. I'm just finishing my Christmas list. I have to email it off to Santa before next Saturday.
1: oh please do, because I have a feeling what the first thing on the list is going to be. But yeah, I want yeah, to see if I'm right, so the, go, go the, ahead.
0: The f- number one on my list is no more Vince McMahon.
1: Ding, ding, ding. What do we have for Santa? <laughs> it's, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So
0: so let me uh, hit the send button, and there you go. It's the email went off.
1: Well, you know, if, if the North Pole actually exists, I hope that that letter above all, in terms of wrestling fans, gets to him because the last thing we need, folks, is a Vince McMahon return to WWE now? You know, if you're if you're listening to this show, you know how Elio and I reacted to this the second that we heard this this news. Okay, so contrary to what you're probably thinking, there's really no need for us to go on a rant because. We've gone on so many Vince McMahon rants in the in the past on this show. Um, you know, all you have to do is pick an episode at random, and there's probably one in there. You know, um, but um, but the thing that I find very telling about this, and then obviously I'll switch it over to Elio because I want to get his take, um, especially coming off of that documentary, The Nine Lives of Vince McMahon. Um that aired on Vice earlier this week. The one thing I want to say about that is it speaks volumes to me that even that even the allies of Vince McMahon recognize that it's a bad fucking idea for him to come back. the 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 wording in the in the one report that i that I read was was it would be catastrophic if if he came back because you know every everything about the company is is going in a positive direction.
0: Right.
1: Um, you know, because I think it justifiably so when when he first exited, yeah, initially, like of course, everybody's happy because. You know, the show has stuck for the last 10, 15 years. But it's like, you know, how is WWE going to exist without Vince? And um, I think that that was a legitimate concern. Um, but I think the last six months have shown us that not only can WWE exist without Vince, it can do very well. Um, and I think it's very telling if if Vince's biggest supporters – Don't want him back, and um, you know, and and obviously we're in that boat as well. And um, did and did the um, did the nine lives of Vince McMahon um impress me? No, because it's stuff that I already knew. Um, Elio, did you did you see that um documentary on Vice?
0: Nope, I just read that uh, the the ratings, which was zero point zero four ninety five thousand viewers, so it's slightly above the tales from the territories, but way below Dark Side of the Ring.
1: Well, um, and and to be honest with you folks, that doesn't surprise me because you know if you, if you're a long t- term fan like Elio and I are. You know, this was pretty much rehashed of all the stuff that we already knew about Vince. Mm-hmm. You know, this this latest um these latest stories that broke um you know this week alongside the reports that he wanted to come back because he felt like he was giving bad advice. You know, <laughs> oh, and and, 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 okay. and then and then the story just came out about the spa worker and like uh, twenty eleven or not not the spa worker, the hotel manager. Um no,
0: it was a spa worker though.
1: In oh okay. The spa, yeah. But um, you know, but we already knew that Vince was a slime ball. Um do would I would I go as far as to say that he's evil? I don't know if I would go that far. Um, because we've uh We've seen a lot of powerful people um, have that go to their heads, and then think that they're untouchable. So I wouldn't go as far as to say evil, but do I want him back in WWE? Um, I don't know if I can say this emphatically enough, folks. Fuck no. I don't. You know what? I've been watching this for you know 31 years now, almost 32 at this point, and. I think it's pretty safe to say, Elio, that if Vince came back, this podcast would die, because I would stop watching WWE. That's yeah. how. That's how upset I would be. Yep. Um, what, what's your take on this whole Vince thing?
0: I think he needs to stay the fuck away from WWE just stay retired, do whatever the hell it is you do in your spare time and just leave the company to, to incapable hands that know what they're doing because has become
1: fun again without you. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, And then as, as if we needed Vince to make this a bigger newsweek um, it was a bit. It was a huge news week without Vince's input, um, because um, Matt Riddle um, has gotten himself into some trouble. Um, well, because i uh,
0: sorry, sorry to interrupt you, but uh, one of our one of our listeners uh, over at Wrestling TV uh, messaged uh, the group uh, earlier about Riddle saying that he failed his drug test or something.
1: Yes, um, and actually, this was the news that came out earlier this week about Riddle. This was his second failed drug test. Okay, um, so so
0: this guy is uh, behind that because we already knew that then. Because uh, I know about the rehab and stuff.
1: Yeah, um, so, so yeah, Matt Riddle um, is justifiably so on his way to rehab. Um, because it needs to be pointed out that this test was not for marijuana because um, because WWE no longer tests for that, as that was announced over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that tells me that this was illicit drugs, and, that-, and that can't be tolerated, not, not in the error of, you know, the wwe wellness policy yeah and, and all of that stuff now i'm i'm not here to cast judgment on matt riddle um i'm not here to cast judgment on anybody that has an addiction problem or is is dealing with whatever issues that he's dealing with i'm not familiar with that um so um i, I i'm not here to um to uh, get on my get on my high horse and and look down on, on Matt riddle. Um, I, I enjoy his work uh, tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, i I think he is a fantastic wrestler. has all the potential in the world um, to be a top guy in the business. Um, but um, first and foremost, I am concerned for the health and well-being of Matt Riddle, the person on a long-term basis so hopefully he can um so
0: so what i'm reading here from uh our, fr- <laughs> our friend josh is riddle failed his drug test with cocaine in his system
1: oh it's oh it's cocaine okay so so that that all right so that tells me that that needs to be addressed immediately yeah and, and um we're also gonna touch back on this when we get into our third and final uh, big news story of the, of the week because it kind of ties into that discussion as well. Yeah. Um, but but like I said, I'm not. We're not gonna go on a rant against Matt Riddle like, oh, he's this, he's that, blah blah blah. No, we're not gonna do that. Um, uh, we're. I'm not an asshole like that. I'm not going to um. I don't have knowledge of what he's going through. So I'm going to I'm going to step off the gas there and just hope that he gets the help he needs and hopefully he can get his life in order and uh come back and uh get him away from the playing the bongos and get him get him on the uh road to being the star that we know he can be. Yeah, no no more, no
0: more, no more uh, drug rappers. Drug references on uh, TV with uh hitting the bong and all that. No.
1: So. Exactly. So um, you know, our our most sincere well wishes go out to Matt Riddle for sure. Um and then um finally folks and 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 all oh, and we are not gonna joke around about this. We're gonna we're gonna be very serious about this next news story because there are several things I wanna touch on. Uh, with this Mandy Rose, so with this Mandy Rose story, and uh, we did not touch on this um, in our pre-podcast discussion. So I, I definitely want to get Elio's take on this. Um, Elio, why don't you go first? What, what, what's your take on this whole uh, Mandy Rose getting fired after being forced to drop the NXT Women's Championship
0: on Tuesday night? So the reason for her firing was, um, she was posting uh, explicit uh, photos and content on her OnlyFans site. And apparently WWE uh, got uh, word of it. And uh, they've, first of all, let me say Shawn Michaels, he was a great wrestler, but he needs to just get out of NXT because he's killing that show. And he was the one, who decided that it was best to fire to release really Ben Rose because... I don't know, since when does Shawn Michaels take advice from Matt Bloom, who apparently... Uh, uh, I gave him... Uh, uh, told him, uh, like, uh, what's the situation, was. So, since when does Shawn Michaels take advice from Matt Bloom? Who they have never, to my knowledge, ever had any interaction when they were on the main roster, when they were active. So now yeah. they're now they're all of a sudden friends and buddies.
1: Yeah, I I don't I, I don't know about that either. But um, I just
0: think it's it's uh, and uh, I mean Paige had one, nothing happened there, and Manny Rose had one long before, uh, like way before everything way before all of this
1: yeah why why is it a problem now well and 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 that's my and and that's where i'm coming from uh, by and large on this now there are there are several different things i want to touch on because my my immediate reaction was you know what the hell and then and then I come, cal- and then I calm down, and then and then I I started really thinking about this on on both sides of the argument here. So let me break this down now. I'm going to start from from WWE side of things, and then we'll go to to Mandy's. Okay. Now, um, first and foremost, I have a very difficult time believing that WWE did not know about this website that Mandy had way ahead of time because because let's be honest, okay? No, no, she wasn't showing up nude on WWE TV, but Mandy Rose was a very, extremely sexualized character. She was the modern-day Trish Stratus okay let's be honest that's what she was okay now all respect to mandy rose we we're not i'm not interested in in going after mandy rose i'm 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 actually a fan of hers i think her her work in wwe got much better when she got down to to nxt i think um I think her work with the, with the Otis storyline was fantastic. Um, yep. The stuff that she did with Sonia Deville was great. Um, so I I think Mandy Rose has a lot to offer, past being a very attractive woman. Um, you know, so so I don't I don't want you to think that we're just putting Mandy Rose in the boat of oh this is just a eye candy situation you know it doesn't matter because she wasn't a good wrestler in the first place no that's not what we're saying um so so let's get that out of the way first and foremost Mandy Rose is a very extremely credible wrestler who did not deserve to go out the way that she went out regardless of of any of this because i have a very difficult time believing that wwe did not know about this ahead of time now the other the other part of this too is from from my understanding of the situation because i'm just going to be i'm just going to be honest with you cuz i don't i don't bullshit you people when when i when i first read this story i was like what the fuck is going on here um you know and and immediately i'm like well there's something deeper going on here so to be honest with you i went looking for the photos because i'm like okay well let me see what what they fired her because of because something has to be going on here because you know Yes, it's a different time frame in WWE history, but you know, but women have posed nude for Playboy for going back twenty years, multiple fucking times. Let's be real, okay? And I understand it's a different time, but they have a documented history of being of being sexualized, talking about the women for decades. You know, I mean forgot to take. need we need we go into detail about what vince did with trish stratus or, oh or God. Even, yeah or even more um or even more recently um the fact that um amber moon uh may have may have been fired because she she was she wasn't being sexy enough right or something to that to that degree. She for, you know, is it for real? Is that what, is that why right or something? Or part of it? I don't know. Oh my uh, God. Uh, apparently, Ember Moon was told she wasn't, um, uh, you know, appealing enough in that regard. And, okay, and,
0: just stop.
1: <laughs> but, but whatever. But have you have you seen Embermoon? But that's not my point. What? What? But whatever. So my, my point being. And and I promise you I, I wasn't being a perv okay? I I've seen yeah. it. I've just, I've seen naked women b- before but my 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 point being I was like okay what was so bad that she got fired for this So did you see like did you find them when you were looking Yeah it was um, yeah it was very easy to find Tw- Twitter is it, oh, no
0: no so like uh, was it, so what was it as bad as uh, they
1: say So no Most of these, most of these, and she was naked in in these photos. Yes, Um, but most of them were Playboy esque photos.
0: Okay, okay? so what the hell?
1: So so okay, and then but there were two of them, which in my opinion may have gone over the over the line of of you know are (sighs) just. Art we'll call it artistic nudity for the sake of comparing it to the Playboy situation. Okay. So there were two photos where it could be argued that she that sexual activity was being simulated. But it was it wasn't like super explicit or anything, but it could be argued. Um so So, okay, so if you want to take it from from that perspective, I could kind of see, you know, WWE's point if, and this is a big if, if they had had discussions with Mandy Rose about this uh, um, ahead of time, you know, and said, you know, hey, don't do that. Or, or, um, you know, can you please, you know, take take these photos down and you know, or keep t- you know, you can keep these, but you know, take these down or whatever, um, the case may be. Because apparently, the story goes that she's had this, it wasn't an OnlyFans site, she had her own site, and apparently, okay,
0: I, I, I mean, I just said OnlyFans because I uh, really, that's the only one, uh, anyone really. Seems to
1: know best, but but she had yeah. her own. She had, yeah. her, she had uh, her own, and apparently the the yeah. photos got progressively more more. You know, risque. Apparently,
0: okay.
1: Now, now, so so, <clears throat> let me get let me get my thoughts together because this this kind of this whole situation kind of blew my mind a little bit. So based off of those two pictures, I'm like, okay. Well, if they had a conversation with her, and and this is a multiple offense thing, or if they had a, if if they had a a sponsor raise concerns. Um, one story that I heard was that Mattel had caught wind of the photos, and you know, um, had a, had an issue with it, and that's why the decision was made to release her and get the title off of her and what such. So from that perspective, business-wise, okay, I could understand that. Okay, so so there are a lot of factors that we don't know in terms of like, you know, what kind of discussions had Mandy Rose had um, with WWE prior to this? Or, or did they just jump the gun and go ahead and fire her? Um and if that's the case, then the hypocrisy, um, for WWE is just staggering. Um, re- regardless, I I find that there are, uh, there's a lot of hypocrisy on WWE's end of things because, even even if we're not talking about nudity here, um, WWE has monetized women's sexuality for years. And the only difference here is Mandy was doing it for herself and not WWE, and I think WWE had a problem with that aspect of it. If I'm being honest with you, so to be to be perfectly frank, I'm not finding much fault with Mandy Rose here, um, outside of outside of what I said. You know, if she was given warnings and then she made a conscious choice to continue to do so. And then, and then she forced all the consequences coming and didn't have a problem with it. Then, then I could kind of see WWE's point. Um, you, you know, but but I don't need to spend the next. You know, I could spend the next two hours in SoCalio giving you example after example after example of how WWE has has exploited their women's sexuality for years and years and years i mean it, it's a it's a running gag at this point folks so i i find that a little bit a little bit weird it, 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 it wasn't like it was pornographic material like it, it, it wasn't anywhere even close to that like you i mean it, it wasn't it was just it's ridiculous. Like this whole this this whole story is is absurd. You know what's even more
0: confusing? Yeah, that I read. Well, the media has released many those but they're open to her to her eventual return. They're open to a Mandy Rose return. Then no. why did he release in the first place? Well I, well, I didn't. I didn't read that part. No, either. I know. No, but I did, I did. I read on multiple sites, and uh, yeah, WB is open to a Mandy Rose's return to the company. Why do you but, release
1: in the first place? Because I guess they had to, They felt they had to make a statement. I no, say,
0: but, I say it's ridiculous. At least like keep her off TV. Don't freaking just release her just
1: like that. But but the but the other part of this and this is and maybe this is just me having a little bit of fun with this and this is nothing against Mandy Mandy Rose at all. But but I find it funny that Shawn Michaels, of all people, was the guy that right this.
0: Did, 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 did this guy that that, was, that, that uh, <laughs> even got called out by Bret Hart on TV for posing in Playgirl, right? What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> and,
1: and, and simulating, you know, yeah, oral man. sex on national TV. And did, did, did Matty Rose even um, um, mimic that the, the pose
0: uh, with the Women's Championship uh, recently? Well, I didn't. See I that. know, I, I saw, I saw that one. She, did she, she was uh, doing that that very post uh, that Shawn Michaels did with the with the women's championship.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's just it's just ridiculous, it's you know, like, you know. And I, 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 like,
0: like I like I said, since when does Shawn Michaels fucking take advice from Matt Bloom?
1: Yeah, I mean, since when is uh, since when is Shawn Michaels a moral compass on anything, really? Right? I, I mean the the last last time we saw Shawn Michaels on WWE t- TV prior to prior to the Iron Survivor stuff. They, they had four chickens on the wall talking about Tox um, on, you know, on yeah. the WWE Raw. Yeah, yeah I remember. You know, what the fuck is going on? So- Shawn Michaels
0: is killing NXT. Seriously, I, get the fuck off TV. Uh, Triple H is... Uh, they were saying Triple H told Shawn Michaels just do his own thing. Don't do his own thing.
1: Just get him out of there. He's killing the product. You know, so it's just like... B- bottom line here, folks, and, and I tried to handle that as as maturely and as seriously as I possibly could. But I, to a certain degree, I couldn't help but laugh because that's how ridiculous I find this it thing. Is because, rid- it is ridiculous. B- because because none of this was pornographic by any stretch of the imagination. None of it was was you know offensive. I mean, for you know, for God's sake, and and this okay this this was the this was the one line of justification that that was given to, uh, one one report that I saw and then and then we'll move on and we'll get out of here and take a break and move on to the next segment okay. was, The one comparison that I saw was like okay well why didn't uh why didn't Paige get fired when she ha- was having a threesome with Brad Maddox and uh, Savior Woods on, and you know, ejaculating body fluids on the uh, NXT Women's Championship? Like, I, I honestly thought Paige was gonna get released for that. Right. And, and um, and so the justification, oh. it's the justification that was given for that, and, I, and I'm not going after Paige either, but the. The justification that was given for that was, that was a leak. Whereas, whereas Mandy Rose is, is publishing these photos of her own free will. And I'm not really seeing much of a argument there. Like one doesn't equate to the other. Like one's having a threesome involving your, your company logo <laughs> yep. own championship here. You know, and um, and you know, one's just posing naked on a playboy picture, you know, comparatively. So it's just ridiculous to me. I don't know. So
0: Ben, uh, what do you say before we go into our uh, week wrestling, will we step away for a minute and take a break? Okay, very good.
1: And we are back, folks, and um, we took a quick break, and I uh, was conferring with uh my good buddy Elio to make sure that we were having uh the uh, Mandy Rose conversation on the right track and we weren't going off the rails here. And um we both agreed that we were having a mature conversation and um that we didn't go over the line in in terms of any of our points. And and there's just one more that I would I would like to make before we move on to to uh this week in wrestling. You know, I think um I think there are legitimate arguments that could be made on on both sides and I think we did a good job with representing both uh, WWE's um perspective per, um, you know and also um uh, Mandy Rose's um presumably um, but um the the one thing that I want to leave you with is You know, we we have seen people do much, much worse and still have jobs um, based on, um, you know, who they're connected to or what their position on the card is. And, um, you know, an example could be made with, um, you know, something we we were discussing earlier on in the show with that being Matt Riddle. Um, You know, um, we were talking about the fact that this is his, second suspension for a drug-related thing. Apparently the match that was supposed to take place at SummerSlam which um, which you
0: come by Seth Rollins Matt Riddle? Yes.
1: yeah. Yeah. Apparently that match which which Triple H explained wasn't happening at SummerSlam because they wanted more time to build a feud. Apparently apparently that was a cover-up for his first drug test failure according to sources okay uh, um you know and and arguably you know if if this latest report that you told me about is cracked and it is cocaine um then that's more than just justifiable reasons to fire this guy you know in in my opinion um and um it's certainly more justifiable than the Mandy Rose situation and um and you know, and I've have seen a lot of people making this point on podcasts this week, and, and but but it, it, it doesn't mean that it's not a good point to be brought up here. Um anybody heard the name Usos and the concept of, of DUIs mm-hmm. and, and and putting putting um lives at risk by driving live missiles down a highway while you're drunk? I mean Come on, and and they're still employed in the biggest storyline in professional wrestling right now. So the I think I think people's point and 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 complaint here is Mandy Rose getting fired, even if it even if it is, even if you want to argue that it's legit, um. You know, it's it's just very fishy when you compare it to other situations which in my opinion are so much worse and yet people are still employed and I think that's that's when the that's when the term hypocrisy comes into play here and I think that's what's pissing a lot of people off and also also it's just hypocrisy when it comes to women as well and and how WWE has presented them um so so I think that that's something to, uh, keep in mind and, and just, um, in terms of Mandy Rose herself, I have nothing but respect for her. Um, she has, she has done, um, a tremendous amount of work to improve her, her, her craft and, um, and really prove that she belongs in professional wrestling from a wrestling capacity. And, um, and I, I, I can't tell you how much I, I respect the the work and the commitment that she must put in to have improved to the level that she has. Um, because I'll be honest with you, when she first came in, and this might sound mean, but I'm just telling you the truth. When she first came in, to me, in ring-wise, she was gain of breath level. Like, I'm just being real with you. and. To I mean, see... Only
0: only Dana Brooke, sadly, hasn't even tried to improve.
1: Well, well, I I would agree with you on that on that point. Um, but just to see where Mandy Rose is now, or I should say, was, given the fact that she's fired, and to, just to see, you know, who she's brought along with her to improve, and you know, I I really do hope that she gets a second chance and e- even if it's not with wwe i would like to see her land somewhere else okay, the- okay sorry did you hear because
0: i heard something too about that
1: um yeah and i certainly okay. hope it's not impact
0: yeah no no but it's yeah it's about what tommy dreamer said that if AEW doesn't sign, doesn't sign her, Impact will. No, don't go to Impact because it would just ruin her character.
1: No, uh, no, uh, you know. But she but, wouldn't even.
0: She wouldn't go there anyways.
1: But Mandy Mandy Rose deserves so much credit for what she's accomplished, and you know, and and regardless of whether she posted something she shouldn't have on the internet, it's not like yeah. it was grotesquely inappropriate. Regardless, mm-hmm. like. Any adult who's ever used Google has seen that shit before. So to me, it's like ridiculous, and and shouldn't even be a conversation. And it wouldn't be if this wasn't WWE. You know, it's it's absurd. So um, you know, shout out to Mandy Rose, and I hope she lands on her feet. <clears throat> all right. So um,
0: that's all we have for the news. Yes, I do have one piece. Uh, real quick, that, uh, Rick Flair. Rick Flair needs to stop. Did you hear what he said about who? About Jim
1: Ross. Um, I I didn't catch the entire comment, but I, I he it said when...
0: Jim Ross is starving to be relevant.
1: Um. <laughs> <possibly>. <laughs> kindly stop speaking <laughs> and well, this is this
0: is going back to drugs out of the rain the plane try the plane ride from hell episode
1: and and he's bringing this up now uh rick like, Flair just needs to
0: stop already uh, because i i made a comment on on this post when i saw it i'm like i'm like He's he's telling Jim Ross, He's saying Jim Ross is trying to be relevant, but Jim Ross does not have the matches at seventy years old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, you
1: know, you know what? Let's just move on. I just, I just had to bring just, that up because I, it was stupid. Rick Fla- Rick Flair is doing more to damage his legacy. Yeah, he than he realizes, and 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 further than that. He makes himself look like a piece of shit. Yep. And I, I really hope that he's not, because you know, friends of mine, um, on a professional level, have worked with him, and have, have said that he that he's he's a really nice guy, and was was a pleasure to work with, blast to talk to, and all of that. So I want to put that out there and be fair to Rick, because you know, um. He, does, he has brought a lot to wrestling you know and he's brought me a lot of entertainment always been one of my guys um you know so i'm I'm not trying to rail on Rick but it's just like god damn man we 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 want to like you we we want you to do well we want you to be happy but it's just like can you please stop number one number one Rick I don't want you to die you know in in the yeah. ring. I, I don't want you to, to die at all. I, w- I was thrilled when you kicked out of your health issues. But please learn to shut the fuck up. Yeah. I, I mean this in all seriousness. That, that is the most valuable lesson a human being can learn. So sometimes you don't have to have the last word, and the most powerful thing you can do is learn when to win the shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And with that, and with that lesson in mind, we will finally move on to this week in wrestling. Here we go, Monday Monday Night
0: um, so basically high points. Yeah, I I really have no points. I only have one. Low point, and that is that segment with the Miz and Johnny Gargano and Dax. Can we stop already? What well, we're having another match next week?
1: I I, I really hope not.
0: No, we're I, having I, we're having another match, a ladder match, and if uh, Miz climbs uh, the ladder and grabs both both bags of money, they're his. <laughs>
1: Then this should be like, <laughs> done, I don't care. <laughs> I, 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 I really don't.
0: This website, you say, I hope uh, we don't get another match. No, we are
1: going to get another match next week. Oh, God. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I I can tell you one thing, folks. My my remote will be on mute because I cannot stand Kevin Patrick's commentary. I know I've mentioned that before, but I I more often than not i have to watch the show on mute yeah kim and patrick just sucks the energy out of
0: anything like he has no energy in a life uh, he's not byron sax and he's not uh bringing uh michael cole he's boring Why? on commentary corey, I, i'm so glad i'm so happy corey graves is there to
1: at least uh Co- Corey Corey Gra- Corey Graves is Corey Graves is one of those guys that quite frankly used to annoy me, mm-hmm. but but now I have such a deep appreciation for Corey Graves and the work yep. that he puts in. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, he's a savior. So oh, that pardon the pun, I know he's known as the Second City Savior, the Second City Saint, but you know, Good Lord, thank God he's on this show. So that's
0: pretty much the one low point. The high point, I have uh, Bailey and Alexa Bliss, Chad Gables, AJ Styles, Street Profits and Tazawa versus Judgment Day, and uh, Oscar versus Rhea Ripley.
1: Oh, my lord, you were extremely liberal with your uh, high points, weren't you? Um, okay, well, I'm going to be slightly less complimentary. I'm going to give a high point to, um, to 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 uh, AJ Styles versus Chad Gable, um, the Street Profits and Azir Akira Tizawa. Why are they? Why are the Street Profits tagging with the Akira Tizawa? I don't know. I like Tizawa. I like this Tizawa. I, I I like the Akira Tizawa, but but Jesus Christ, it's 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 just random. But the match was really really good. Um, and he he can really wrestle. Um, and then my next high point was um, Rhea Ripley versus Asuka I really enjoyed that.
0: Now, did you notice uh, Oscar had had none of the face paint face makeup? I,
1: I absolutely love that. Can that be a transition to a more serious Asuka that doesn't? She looked, she looked good. She
0: looks good without all, all that though. Face paint,
1: makeup stuff. Well, she—I mean, I always knew she was a gorgeous woman because yeah. I remember—I remember her without that, in, um, yep. in, you know, in NXT, like yeah. um, but um, but I really want this to lead to a more serious character because I think. I think Asuka's skills get lost in you know, all the gibberish and the dancing. And well, the,
0: I was I, reading where I, I think she's in for a character change and going back to a character she previously had uh, prior to the uh where she called
1: the murder clown. Well, I, I, I don't know her as the murder clown, but I, I don't know about all that. But if, if we can get... Her- what she was back in NXT, I'll be happy. Um so my next high point was um was Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. And then um my my low points, let me scroll back up to the top here just so I get them all accurately. What? <laughs> This, is, this see, this is where you can insert the Jeopardy. Game, uh, you know? yeah. I think I um, sh- I think I should, <laughs> what? Um, but um, yeah, I'm actually gonna give a low point to Bailey versus Alexa Bliss. I just, I'm not, I thought it was very rough and I'm, I'm just too long and just not impressive at all. Um, quite frankly, um. I'll give a low point to the backstage statement with Dolph Ziggler, just completely unnecessary. Uh, speaking of unnecessary, Sky versus Kansas LeRae, I'm sorry. I don't know why that was on the show. Elias versus Solo Sokoa, I love oh, you. So- yeah. I, I love you, Solo, but good God, Elias, get the fuck off my screen. Yeah, that was another
0: low point for me.
1: Please. Um... I and and I just that that was it for low points but you know I what in the hell are they doing with with Elias it's just okay sorry but going
0: back to Asuka I found something here so uh, let me read this uh short paragraph is Asuka on the verge of a character change over the past few days the veteran WWE superstar has sent out a series of tweets that hint at her reverting back to her old gimmick the murder clown Kana from her days in the japanese indie circuit
1: well i i would i don't know a murder clown i don't know how that would translate to wwe um and and in all transparency i i, I think like, i think
0: like the opposite of the Joker. you know the joker's always laughing and yeah asuka is like the series this would be a more darker side Kind of like oh. a, a doink, only like an evil doink type.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I never saw... Um, because I did
0: see her with like clown makeup on and it looked like an evil clown uh, style. Okay.
1: Well, as long as, as long as it's not like insane clown posse kind of shit. Forget. No, no,
0: no. <laughs> it's, not, it's not ICP level. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so
0: that is all we have for Raw
1: yeah we're good
0: all right moving on to nxt NXT a little bit different this week um now i'm not a fan of tony d'angelo or stacks however compared to other stuff on the show i gave wesley versus stacks a high point and i also gave a high point to mandy rose and roxanne perez that okay. was a great match now for yeah. the. For low points, they gave it the to Toxic Attraction versus Ivy Now and Tatum Paxley. Von Wagner versus Odyssey Jones. More for Von Wagner because I like Odyssey Jones, but I don't think Von Wagner is trying to improve at all in-ring wise. Okay.
1: Well, okay. well that, seems, that seems like a fair criticism from what I've seen.
0: And another one I have is Javier Bernal versus Ike Manjiro.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, but but aren't they both like the comedy guys of NXT?
0: yeah, free uh, you know what? I didn't sit on wrestling POV last week. I liked the backstage segment more for Sarah Schreiber with her reactions like to Javier Bernal and just like uh just like shutting him down at every turn. But I just hate this character. I just don't get it.
1: Yeah. Like, well,
0: big body hobby. No, stop.
1: <laughs> Please, <laughs> make it stop. The only, the, the, only the, the, the only, the only, you know, who be or hobby that I want to talk about is who to Guerrera. Not, you know. Yeah, right. No, fuck. no.
0: Another little point is the New Day celebration. This was garbage. First of all, New Day should not be NXT Tag Team champion. Second...
1: Completely Book- agree with you. Completely agree. Second,
0: Booker T was uh, upset on a commentary because Xavier Wood said uh, Kofi Kingston's 15-time uh, Tag Team Champion, he holds the record for 15-time Tag Team Champions. And uh, Booker T said, wrong, not
1: true. I had it 16 times oh lord <laughs> well you know if i don't know if that's true or not but if if that is then shame on uh then shame on wwe for for you know making themselves look stupid
0: and i really like this uh this woman lyra valkyria she was formerly she wrestled on if she formerly wrestled in NXT UK under the name Aoife Valkyrie, however, against Amari Miller was not that diagram of match, so I had that as a low point. Okay. So that is my NXT high point, and low points. Now we're gonna take throw it over to Ben for AEW
1: Dynamite. And uh, this, this one, this take uh, might surprise you, Elio. I thought this was one of the best Dynamites of the year. I really did. Okay. Uh, the majority of this show for me was absolutely awesome. Now, um, we're gonna we're gonna start kind of weird here. Okay. Oh, okay. Because this was not a high point nor was it a low point, but I have to mention it. The first match was um, match number four in the best of seven series between. Death Triangle and the Elite. Oh, okay. I actually gave that a high point. Um, Well, well, and and that's perfectly justifiable. But hear hear me out. So, um, so Death Triangle um, took the victory. So now they're up three to one. Now, I I understand why a best of seven series was booked because if you um, if you as the audience recall. Um, at full gear during their tag team title match. Um, we had a controversial ending because the, the bell hammer was used, which which was used to catapult this whole feud into um, into this best of seven series thing. But that's what, that's what tipped this whole thing off. Um, but, but, you know, as much as I enjoy uh, these two teams, um, you know, I've, I've talked about how I'm not that big of a fan of the Elite or the Young Bucks um, in the past.
0: Never I, am
1: I. But I am a, I am a huge fan of, of Death Triangle. So as, as much as I enjoy their work, um, I think when you have, um, you know, week after week after week after week of the same match, um, it gets a little repetitive no matter how good it is.
0: And I think that's why I think that's why they uh, changed it up for next week. I mean, no DQ thing, but well, still, that's still I get what you're saying. I think it's uh, it's still still a six man tag match.
1: Yeah, and 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 there was nothing wrong with this match whatsoever. No. Um, it, it was still just as fun as all the others have been, um, but. Um, <sighs> But it's it doesn't change the fact that this is the fourth consecutive week that we've seen this and okay. knowing knowing how professional wrestling goes mm-hmm. um i would I would be floored if this does not go to seven matches and I don't know about you Elio, but unless unless it's unless it's Brian Danielson versus you know um you know Kenny Omega or or um Brian Danielson versus AJ Styles especially Brian Danielson versus AJ Styles I don't want to see seven matches with anybody back to back to back to back to back to back to back, to back. I just I no, don't no under, I mean if they M- if they had
0: C- spaced it out to maybe but still like back to back but like, yeah
1: no it's it's just not going to work yeah um so, so, I have to mention that, so for that reason, it doesn't get a high point and it doesn't get a low point um I th- but the first official high point um Brian Cage versus Jungle boy, I really like that okay um, uh, you know what you know what I really hate I
0: hate these com these guys on commentary
1: what what and what do you hate about them that's interesting because
0: they they talk, they talk, on, on color they talk, but they're not talking about the match. There's a match going on in the ring and they're going off on some random uh, thought process. Like uh, when they were explaining how Jungle Boy uh, had whiplash from uh, the chokes I mean, talk And I said, yeah, the, yeah, they really whips your lash. I'm like, "There's a match Ooh. going on in the ring. Call the match yeah I I they 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 take they so many times they take away from matches with their commentary like when they're when the the Jericho appreciation Society is in the ring there's a match going on in the ring they're focusing on Jake Hager's purple hat
1: yeah I can see that 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 is annoying and then um Surprisingly, I had another high point as Action Andretti versus Chris Jericho. Okay. Now, surprisingly, I had never heard of this student. I say surprisingly because I did some research on him, and he is a champion in my home state, and he is a champion in the biggest promotion in my home state, and and I hadn't heard of him. Oh, so, uh, I, I have to apologize to the MCW Maryland Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, Action Andretti. So, I do apologize.
0: No, but I'm, I'm sorry. I have to go back to the previous match because the only thing was was like kind of weird, like, that hook comes out and freaking Morrissey and all those big guys just uh, run off. Well, I, I was gonna get to that in my low points. Um, oh, okay. Sorry, go on. My bad. You didn't hear anything. Uh, yeah,
1: um, but, <laughs> but we'll come. We'll come back to that. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, action and versus Chris Jericho. Uh, can we talk about how good Chris Jericho is? Um, because I mean, I know we talk about it a lot, but. You know, to, to, for him to put over a twenty-four-year-old kid, he doesn't have to do that under any um, capacity. But like, it was the perfect time for, for something like that to be done. I just, I loved it. No, Chris Jericho—that's
0: um, one thing. Chris does do that. he puts people over.
1: I um, and I I really appreciate that about him. And then, of course, uh, of course, the main event. Uh, MJF versus Ricky Starks was just as awesome as as everybody would expect it to be. Um, what a what a fantastic showing from Ricky Starks, um, and, and um, it made him look like a million dollars. And uh, of course, we knew who was gonna win, but it it made both guys look like a million dollars. And um, I re- I really hope that MJF has one of those reigns where he does wrestle because i have you know he's cutting he's cutting promos where where he, he says you know i'm going to have those reigns where you're going to have to pay to see me and all this other stuff well we're already get we already have one of those reigns and his name is Roman Reigns where he's never on any of the shows and we never see him you know, and I, I don't want that here in AEW. So yeah, I yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But you see, that's uh, nothing different from when what he was doing in MLW. He was doing the same thing. He hardly ever wrestled. You only saw him cup promos backstage or in the ring.
1: Yeah, and, and I that's one thing that I don't like. Like, nothing against MJF. Uh, I'm having the same problem with Bray Wyatt, which we'll get into on SmackDown. But MJ, MJF, and Bray Wyatt are having the same problem with me. But as as it relates to MJF, I really hope that we see an active title reign for him because I think that will do more for him than just toasting through a title reign and just waiting for for pay per views. Um, so that those are the high points. Now, low points. Um, as um, as we get into them, you're going to notice uh, that, that I'm going to get kind of irritated here in a minute because, uh, um, you know, this was their Winter is Coming special, which yeah. which is one of their biggest dynamites of the year um, historically, and they did a really good job on this show. I really enjoyed it, but their, their low points were absolutely just that. Low points, and in my opinion... Completely unnecessary to have on the show. Now, the factory versus the House of Black. Now, um, I, get, I I like a good squash match just as much as anybody, but twenty two seconds really. Yeah, I, I even said it last night. I'm like, this was a low point because if you blink, if you blink, you missed it. Exactly. Um. So I, th- there was no point no point of having that at all. But um, I do I do love
0: this Julia Hart better than uh, the Varsity Blonde version.
1: Oh, absolutely. I I I have absolutely fallen in love with this version of Julia Hart. Yep. So shout out to her cuz she's killing it. Like when, when she first, when when she first joined the house of black. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, I was like, what the hell? This is a like,
0: better fit than the rusty blondes. The rusty blondes were, but, but okay, said... they they were interesting. They were like the uh, the modern, day, the Hollywood blondes, but they weren't. They weren't just weren't the same. They were kind of boring.
1: But yeah, but but, but then again, like Julia Hart just didn't seem like she fit in with. The House of Black, like all these tattoos, yeah, yeah, like dark-souled dudes. And then it, it, it was funny, um, not, not too long ago-I think it was like six months ago, maybe the last-but, um, you know, um, uh, Julia Hart got a snake tattoo. And okay. I, I bring this up because you know, I'm a tattoo guy and I, I have a big snake tattoo on my arm, um, too, so I, I have a fondness for that um but um but yeah she says so she got this stick tattoo and she's like look you know and she, and she tagged all the house of black members and like i have a tattoo as well look i'm joining the game kind of thing you know so that was that was hilarious but
0: um, sorry before you go on in high points um uh, do you think you get them done, uh, or uh, should we break?
1: Oh, and, uh, I can, I can get the rest of the low of the low points in. Alright, sure. go ahead. Absolutely. Um, so my next low point was uh, Ruby Soho versus Tay Mello. Um, I oh, love right. Ru- I I, I love Ruby, but good God, um,
0: <sighs> Tay Mallow is just getting on my nerves. Sure, and Sammy Guevara.
1: Yeah, well, you know, no argument there, but yeah, the, that rounds out the high points and low points for the show. And um, b- before I um, I finish out the weekend review, um, we're going to step aside and take a break before our virtual producer uh, kicks us off, and we'll be right back. And once again, we are back, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, since Elio... Um, a back-to-back job with um, Raw and NXT I'm fulfilling my duties and we're going to move to the back end of mine with the Friday Night Smackdown High and Low review now this is another show that was absolutely fantastic in my view Um, Smackdown actually gets my A Show of the Week vote Um, and let's get into it with that in mind um first up and um first high point of the evening was um the intercontinental title match between between walter i shall not call him gunther and ricochet um, that was a great match that was freaking fracking incredible that i mean that was as close to a perfect TV match as I have ever seen. Yep. Um, now, now I'm not going to be a Dave Meltzer like nerd and give it a five star, five star, five star, five star, five star. But um, you know, but I'll give it a, a nice, healthy four star rating because you know my respect for what both of these men can do is um, absolutely tremendous. Um. And, um, you know, the, re- the reason why I have so much appreciation for this match um, is because it reminds me of NXT black and gold and and the NXT takeovers of old. Um, but Shawn Michaels, take notes because you might be a fantastic wrestler, but you can't book for shit um, as, 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 far, as far as I'm concerned. Um You know, you may need to pray to your higher power to be able to book a decent show, as as far as what I'm looking at. But yeah, um, Guther and Ricochet, I can't even attempt to review this match and do it justice. Um, The best I can do for you folks, if you missed it, go watch it. If you were lucky enough to see this thing live, go watch it again, because this thing... Is a masterclass in what Ben Pierce loves about pro wrestling. I mean, goddamn. Um, so that that was awesome, and um, and then uh, next up we had um, holy crap! Uh, let me let me see some. Were are there. Holy crap! But there are only three matches on this show, according to. We're right there. there. Hold on, let me check no 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 yeah Double check that according to what I'm looking at there's only three matches on this on this thing
0: let me see fight TV um uh, it's Friday Night Smackdown oh and they also did the yeah there are only three matches on this show
1: but um okay well then yeah. we can uh well, then high points and low points will be easy. I, I, in, in good conscience, I can't give a low point to the women's tag team match either. Um, and usually, usually I would, folks, because this women's uh, tag division, um, as I've gone over before, is absolutely dog shit, god awful. And um, if somebody can explain to me on what planet and what orbit – on what galaxy um Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox have done anything to deserve a shot at any championship in a tag team capacity. Um I would love to hear that, but um but so far there isn't one. And um in terms of in terms of being a tag team champion in WWE, this may this may be the weakest um tag team champions I'm I may have ever seen in at least a decade. I mean, this damage controlled thing just isn't working. But the reason why I can't give it a low point, folks, is this match was absolutely solid. Um, and um and you know, once again, I have to call bullshit on um on the review on which I'm using because they called this match sloppy. And um and and go as far as to blaspheme Liv Morgan and Tegan Knox and to say sloppiness is kind of expected with these two. Um wow. you know, sloppiness is kind sounds of Sounds
0: like amateur reporters.
1: You know, so I I you know Everybody has their opinion, but if you think these four women were sloppy uh, in, in that ring on Friday night, I don't know what the fuck you were looking at. No, you know, was... no you know,
0: you know was, my low point was the yeah, other uh, triple threat match.
1: Yes, and, and that that was the absolute low point of the evening. Now, let's address the elephant in the room as it pertains to this match, because I am not going to go after Top Dollar for... Uh, that botched dive over at the top rope Um, because everybody makes mistakes um, in in the ring and and things happen Um, and um, you know I'm not going to go after a guy for making one mistake I've seen him hit that move before Uh, you have yes I have Oh, um and did was it better the last time that he did it? Yeah, I and, and I I mean, oh. I I I've seen that and I saw a clip of him today cuz he shared it on I've seen I've seen him do it before on TV, but I, I I he also shared a clip of himself doing it on social media when he was 50 pounds heavier and he did it without a problem. Whatsoever, I cleared that son of a bitch without a problem. Oh, now, okay. right. now a lot of people might have a, have a field day with this because you know, um, uh, Hit Row has not been booked very well since there uh, has not or has not produced very well since their uh, since their return, um, and I'll be the first to admit that as I've called them. Shit, bro, on many of occasion and I think that that's perfectly well and justified without uh, swear of Scott. However, um, the reason why I'm not going to go after um after um, top dollar for this one, um, is kind of twofold for me. One, as I've already stated, people make mistakes all the time, and uh, you try to make a 300 plus town man fly like that and tell me if you're not going to have a failure to launch from time to time i i think i think you're going to have a tough tough time selling that to anybody um but um but in in addition to that and i've told this story on the air before i've had a friend of mine who was a lot little a lot lighter than um mr dollar um you know but he um he had the exact same thing happen where his where his foot got caught on a top rope, um, and he he fell on the outside of the ring and 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 tore his um tore his ACL not five feet in front of me, um. Wow. So th- uh, those things happen, and um, I'm certainly not going to uh, not going to um, have a field day at top dollars expense and instead i'm just going to say i am very grateful that my hometown fellow anne arundel county born guy um is uh is healthy uh tonight and not in the hospital with a fucked up leg um as a result of what we saw on friday night so uh, shout out to you and um I I automatically like you even more, AJ, because you're a fellow uh 410 guy and uh so am I. So um so I'm just glad you're okay. But it but in all seriousness, I hate it when I see people getting potentially hurt. Uh and um and and speaking of getting hurt, there's even um a thought that Ricochet may have gotten hurt in his match. Um Against Gunther because yeah. um, because there was um footage of him on social media where he was surrounded by medical staff after that match at ringside. So I don't I haven't heard anything further regarding that, but um but th- there's also that to keep an eye on. Um so um long story short um um Hit is now the number one contender for the Usos and they get their shot uh next week um I somehow I don't see that going well for Hetero and uh again. And they, they,
0: they already recorded uh next week's episode which I'm not gonna go go and look at
1: uh, no, we're but not. I do. I
0: do know that the one match I'm not looking forward to is the Miracle on 34th Street fight. It's enough with uh, all these gimmick matches.
1: Oh my god, I I freaking can't stand it. I just uh, you know whatever. Um, but um, but then the other high point was uh, LA Knight's uh, promo work. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, Bray Wyatt and um
0: that that video they showed of him kidnapped I saw it on TikTok earlier before SmackDown.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that was and all of that was fantastic and um and just the tribute that he gave to Brody to Brody Lee on his birthday mm-hmm. this Friday was his birthday and the way he said yeah 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 on his way out to the ring to confront LA Night was was awesome. And like I said, L.A. Nice promo work before that was absolutely incredible. Um, and we even got a, um, a Uncle Howdy sighting. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was nice. So all of that I enjoyed. And I will say this, though. Um, as much as I've enjoyed the return of Bray Wyatt to WWE television since Extreme Rules, I would like to see him in the ring Um, you know, uh, we gotta, we gotta start seeing some, uh, we gotta start seeing some physicality to go along with this anger that he has. And, and, and there, we gotta, we gotta move this along from a wrestling capacity and an argument could be made that we gotta move this along in terms of story. But I'm willing to give that more time, especially since we got an Uncle Howdy signing. Uh, I'm, gonna,
0: um, I'm waiting uh, for I'm waiting for Uncle Harper. I want to see what they do with that.
1: But but long story short, we just gotta start moving this along with Bray Wyatt because you know we we had to wait a long time with QR codes with his return, and I just feel like it's starting to drag on a little bit too long. And I, of all things, I don't want Bray Wyatt to get stale because you know he doesn't deserve that um at all um the, and, and the other the other low point that I have to mention and this is this is the first um this is the first segment that my friend mr. Pierce got involved in uh this was a this was a wwe exclusive. Uh, because um, because a masked individual will help damage control retain the titles, as yeah. we discussed earlier, and the masked individual turned out to be Lee. and uh, if you can sense my level of of just exuberance over that news, you know I I I would rather watch paint dry. While, while eating cornflakes. Ben. What? I, you know, I just, you know, some somebody, somebody, you know, checked me into a nursing home. What? Over, over, over subjecting me to Xiaoli and damage control. And just... Don't get it. You know when, when her when her first character reboot came along and she was gonna be the heel and you know bring justice and do all this. I was down for that. I I really was. But then then they just sent her to catering to catering and creative hell and you know nobody gives a shit anymore. And and she's along the same lines as a fucking Lacey Evans. I don't care. Um, you know, and that, and I know that's not fair to Zia Lee because she's much better than a Lacey Evans, but Jesus Christ. Who could possibly care about Zaya Lee possibly joining uh damage control? I know I don't want it. Do you want to see that, Elio? Not really. She doesn't need to join damage control. Thank you. Thank you. We now we now resume our regularly scheduled programming of on air smackdown. Um, you know, um, throughout throughout the week we've gotten we've gotten teasers that something big was going to happen with the bloodline, and it was supposed to be a big night for Sami Zayn, and blah blah blah. And we, you know, just immediately you start to get the. the the feeling that maybe that's not going to happen. Maybe there's going to be something that goes down between Roman and Sammy. You know, there just wasn't the right there wasn't the right vibe between the Usos and Sammy. You know, they weren't doing the high five business. They weren't doing the handshakes. It was all it was all it was almost as if we were attending a funeral rather than a celebration at the end of uh, SmackDown. As we got ready for the arrival of the tribal chief, I didn't really like the end Yes, Smack,
0: SmackDown's on ending. I didn't. It just uh, that last segment, like usually normally, I like I like the bloodline segments, but this one just uh, because then you have like, John Cena popping up.
1: Well, well, and I I do like John Cena's involvement. But I didn't like this segment. Let me. Yeah, no, why. that's
0: that's what I'm saying. Like I didn't like this segment. It was just weird. Like it's fine. Like his involvement. I uh, guess uh, we know he's going to be there next week, but just like the way they uh, carried
1: it out. Actually, uh, the thirtieth. He's going to be there. In two Sorry, weeks the thirtieth. Right. The two. Weeks, right. Yeah. Um. But um. You know, of of course, before that, I love the interplay between Paul Heyman and Mr. Pierce, Adam <laughs> Pierce. Um, you know, but um, but yeah, this um, this uh, bloodline segment with Roman Reigns just didn't land for me. Um, you know, the, there was they were selling it as this big celebration, and I think it's gonna. It's gonna be the seed that blooms into the destruction of the bloodline because there seemed to be some beef between uh Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns. Um, because even even uh Sami Zayn, and I'm sure they did this on purpose. I'm absolutely 100 percent positive that they did this on purpose. Um, you know, Sami Zayn misspoke and said that he was still friends with Kevin Owens. Um, you know, and so I think that that's going to be the seed that that uh, leads to the end of the bloodline. Um, and you know, yes, we knew that the end of the bloodline was coming, but I'm kind of sad about it <laughs> yeah. because, because I real I I really like the bloodline right now. Yes, the, yes, they are holding the titles hostage. Yes, I hate the fact that that Roman Reigns. Wrestles the schedule he wrestles. Even though I I don't dispute that he that he has earned it, um, you know I just I I don't like what it means for the for the two major championships. I don't like the fact that Raw doesn't have a championship. We've covered all that. We know we know the the downfalls that come with the bloodline storyline. But with that being said, it has been the most entertaining thing on WWE television. Um, and, and I don't think that that can be denied at this point in time. Um, but, uh, but, you know, eventually it's going to come to an end and I think we saw the beginning, the beginnings of that, um, on Friday night and, and it just kind of makes me sad. So the the ending kind of left a bad taste in my mouth, but from a story perspective, it's, it's got me intrigued, um, to say the very least. Um. So that takes us to the end of of the SmackDown review. Um. A very um. A very light wrestling uh weekend. Or uh, a very. I shouldn't say that. A, a very light wrestling show, as it relates to SmackDown. But a very good SmackDown. Um. Because we we got some very interesting things, uh, in, including the John Cena return. Um. You know, do, do I really care um, about uh, John Cena in the long run? No, uh, I would rather. I think I think it works for the story, um, but I I would rather see somebody else. But I, I get it. Um, but yeah, that takes us to the end of SmackDown, and um, I think we, we are we gonna play. Um, are we going to play the wrestling relay? Yeah, I have it all set up here. Yes, or do, or do you want to do the our numbers first?
0: Uh, oh, um, you know what? Actually, let's uh, do let's do some plugs and let's uh, do some numbers before we get into wrestling with that. Okay, so, Ben, cool. let's uh, do the uh, numbers first, then I'll do the plugs.
1: Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, first and foremost, I have to say thank you because... Um unless things change, unless we get a uh a massive news item, um, this is gonna be our last show of 2022. And um you guys made sure that we went out with a bang this year, and I mean that quite literally, because according to just our anchor uh analytics, which again, um for for those that are new, only measures 7% of our overall um, listenership in terms of the amount of people that listen to this show. Um, just that app, um, our analytics exploded on the 13th and 14th of this week. Um, between those two days, we got 239 Uh, plays of episodes and and 209 visitors over a two-day span between Wednesday and Thursday. So that is fantastic. And you have us up to 5,255 total plays on Anchor, which again, is only seven percent of our overall measurable analytics um, um, of all of our platforms, and once again, we we even have some analytics which, to this point, are not measurable t- to us. We are still trying to figure out how to measure them all. Um, but I had um, I had my um, my brother and my mom helping us out helping me out with um figuring out some overall numbers. so if if you take the seven percent which are um, which our anchor represents, um, which which our anchor total represents, I should say, um, then we have between sixty and seventy thousand listeners overall. With all of our uh, with all of our apps that are measurable on that anchor uh, helps us measure. Um, because what 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 anchor does in and of itself is it helps us measure a number of apps that we use. it It helps us measure nine of the apps that are on our um, that are on that that share our show out to you guys. And just on anchor itself, that's where our five thousand um, plus plays have come from. That's just that's where the seven percent number comes in. But um, but but between those nine those nine platforms that I mentioned, um, we have like between sixty and seventy thousand plays overall on this show. And that's not, that doesn't even account for um. Like half of the platforms that we're on, because we we get added to new platforms all the time. and uh, we just got added to Amazon Music as well, which is which has already helped us out uh, tremendously in terms of listenership overall. So um we um, and then, in terms of audience size for the week, which was two hundred and nine people um over a two day period, Um, that was our second largest audience spike of all time over a week's period of time. Um, our highest of all time was 225. This was this was 209. Um, so you guys absolutely killed it for us this year. Uh, 2022 was by far our most successful year of this podcast history, um, thus far we we have you guys to thank for that um and um you know trust me the the podcast is only getting better you know we're looking we're looking into ways to start uh monetizing the show which which is only going to help us improve the quality of the show for you guys and, uh, you know, we really just appreciate your support overall. So whether you're an OG of the show, been riding with us from early on, or you just found us, um, we really appreciate you listening to the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast in 2022. And we really hope you continue to do so as we move forward in 2023 and beyond and uh elio do you have anything to say before we move on to um wrestling roulette i have no words uh, just uh thank you
0: like those numbers that uh, i'm sitting here like my uh you guys you fans can't see me but like michael is they can see me and like i'm just like sitting here with this shock look on my face at these numbers
1: yeah and um you know, and I, and I was I was floored. You know, I started doing a deep dive into this when when we got our um, Spotify rap numbers because even those were gigantic, and Spotify only accounts for three percent of our overall viewership, and even those numbers were fucking insane.
0: And let me just say, Amazon Music. I wasn't even thinking about them at all, but the other day. I found an email in the PNC progression wrestling email, and it was from Amazon. And actually, I have it here. I'm going to read it out right now. So please
1: do.
0: Bear with me. I'm just going to pull up the email. I did a screenshot. So very cool. Here it goes. So it says, "Hello." We heard about your podcast and wanted to extend you an invite to Amazon Music, now home to hundreds of thousands of podcasts and counting. Adding your show to, adding your show to Amazon Music means that our 55 million plus listeners worldwide will be able to listen for free online via our mobile apps and on Amazon Echo devices.
1: Yeah, and um, and and it, it really has already expanded our audience, so we thoroughly appreciate that. And um, so, that- and that's Amazon emailing me. I
0: wasn't even thinking about them, and I just found an email from them the other day, and I looked into it, and here we are. We're on Amazon Music.
1: Yeah, and you know our um, our analytics just keep changing um, on a daily basis now. And they never used to do that, folks. Our, our analytics uh, stayed pretty consistent um, from um, from the uh, inception of the of the show, pretty much up until a couple of months ago, and then they started exploding. Um, so we really um, we really appreciate that and. Um, and we are only going to get better and uh, continue to evolve as a show. And um, and we really encourage you if you enjoy the show um, to this point, you are definitely going to uh, um, enjoy what we have coming up for you in 2023. Elio and I are tossing around some uh, some new ideas and, like I said, looking into um, different uh, monetization. Um, options um, to uh, start making a little bit of extra cash. But even if we do, even if we do uh, find the right fit for that, I assure you um, the quality and, um, and, um, you know, just consistency of the podcast and its content uh, will not change. And we are, we are never going to go corporate and turn into the wwe authority or the vince mcmahon of wrestling podcast (laughs) Uh, that will never happen there's no chance in hell of that happening um (laughs) there there, there will be there will be plenty of rants and and uh plenty of fun stuff to come incidentally Folks, and this is something that we don't have analytics on, but I I wish we did because I was I was commenting on this to some friends of mine who listen to the show as well. Um, you know since uh Ben's thank Vince, you Ben's friends. Yes, uh s- since Ben's uh left um left power back in July, the number of times that I dropped the f bomb on this podcast has. Dropped tremendously, and (laughs) uh, friends and friends of mine have noticed um, uh, very easily that I'm less angry and having more fun on this (laughs) show. And I I, I hope that that translates to the larger viewing audience because Elio and I sure do enjoy ourselves.
0: Yeah, we we have fun here. So Elio,
1: oh,
0: go. I'm sorry. Go right ahead and give a quick story here. Absolutely, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I have time. some. So, this podcast. Uh, what, what was the? What was the episode? one, what day was that? September. That
1: was, that was September seventh of twenty eighteen. Okay,
0: so the week before that. This podcast uh, started right here in this room. I was sitting back back there behind me, the table behind where well, there was a longer table, but I was sitting there with my iPad. Wrestling POV was recording their episode that day, and I was like playing around with this app on my iPad called Recordium. So I figured, let me see if I can do a podcast. So I decided, why not? And here
1: we are. Very good, and uh, you know i can I can only uh, speak for myself, but I think um I think with we, we both um you know work together very well, and um you know, but certainly your support and um as an audience and um, the relationship that I've enjoyed with my uh, esteemed Canadian cohort, my um father Elio, as I call him, uh, excuse, excuse uh, me, affectionately. Yes, yes. Don your cower, as I confess, as, as I curse the possibility of Vince McMahon returning uh, to WWE. <laughs> Do you have a cross I can hold up to, to stop that from happening? Um, because I think that that would be the death of this show if Vince McMahon returned. So let us let us all hope and pray that that does not happen. Um Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, I think I might have to go to a real confessional and and let off a stream of obscenities, the the likes of which this podcast has never seen before. (laughs) All right, so uh, I guess that's all we have for numbers. Absolutely. uh, All right,
0: so so let me just uh, throw out a few plugs. So, of course, you can find the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast by myself and Ben Pierce. And we are on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, Spotify, and now Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and now Amazon Music. And of course, you can also find me on Wrestling POV, along with Tony Diaz and Clay Cummings every Saturday. And we are occasionally joined by my co-host here on this show, Ben Pierce. And you can find that show on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio. Very good. And so now we have, now that we got that out of the way, Ben, let's jump into Wrestling Roulette.
1: Well, I think we're gonna have to go into virtual yeah, commercial, right right after, after we'll be right back.
0: Right after these words from our sponsors. All right, we have Wrestling Roulette, Ben's favorite segment, and I have added more tracks to the system we had last week. I have a total of 460 songs in this list. Oh God. And now, no. I brought back the negative one, uh, um, the minus one point uh, rule because I created a band list. And these are lists of songs that, if they appear in the rotation, it will be minus one point. Those themes are Taz, Chris Benoit, and Ryback. So far, okay. All right. So the way it works, I played twenty-one themes, ten seconds. Ben has to guess which for that theme belongs to. Ben, or ready for your first, uh, for your first track.
1: Yes, sir. Ah, ah, no! <laughs> He's, He's got the Lord. Are you are you shirting as much as mine? God damn. <laughs> <laughs> good Lord, sensational shit, you shrill. Shut <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, terrible. <laughs> Shot oh, Michael no. Yes,
0: okay <laughs>
1: number two. I have voices in my head, they count for me, they understand, they talk for me. Randy Orton.
0: Randy Orton, I can't believe that this is literally ten seconds long, that intro alone.
1: Oh, very good.
0: Yes, Randy Orton. Alright, you are up to two. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. Wow. Three up and three down. Here we go, number four.
1: No idea. That is Chief Morley. Okay, I don't well I don't really give a fuck, but <laughs> I don't actually, think anyone does. I'm actually happy to take that out i I don't know. <laughs> Here we go. Here, track five. Is that Rob Van Dam? That is Rob Van Dam
0: okay how do you always get this and uh, mm-hmm. i don't even i don't you remember it has he ever used that one i don't remember him ever using that
1: i i don't i don't recall but it's it's the it's the beat and kind of the you know it, yeah it almost sounds like a um what do you call it, it almost sounds like symbols at the, at the beginning
0: yeah all right here we go number six
1: The Sandman.
0: The Sandman, yes. Alright, next one. I am real American.
1: Fight for the lights of man. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Alright, here we go. Molina. Molina. All right. Uh, no clue. You're gonna be so happy.
0: That that was the couplety cooker.
1: Okay, well Thanksgiving (laughs) is over, but I'm thankful that I missed that one. (laughs) Here we go. The loose cannon, Brian Pillman, and no wonder Vince had to apologize for for insinuating a shooting live on Monday Night Raw. No,
0: I like that theme. I do too. Are right, you the next one.
1: Bread heart.
0: Bread heart, yes. I right, track twelve.
1: to be honest with you
0: that is vince mcmahon that is theory of a dead man's uh, version from volume 8
1: i okay well i i i kind of like theory of a dead man but i've never heard that version
0: yeah that's uh yeah that's on uh part of volume 8 which is a bit of a weird mix of our themes on there
1: well based on that i would say that's weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> here we go in peace test. Yes, test. Uh,
0: Your track number fourteen. Are you ready?
1: Yes, sir. It's time. It's time. It's fader time! 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 time. It's fader time, but it's also time that you hop aboard the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast train. <laughs> <laughs> there's your plug right there do it
0: listen to ben easy visual <laughs> peers
1: all right track 15. i never know what that one is i mean it drives me nuts
0: but you got that one that last time that was okay so that one is mordecai
1: oh shit!
0: okay yeah, i actually like that one because ben all right, well, while i've been putting this, this list together i've been rating these songs and there are a lot of one stars but there are like a few th- four stars so far
1: yeah we, I, would, I would give that a three star that's
0: pretty good well yeah actually i think i did give it which actually yeah. You know what, I might do that. um, I'll do that real quick when uh, we're done with this. I'll uh, pull up the ratings and give you what I have as the four stars. Cool. All right, here we go, track 16.
1: The man who claims he still wants to be WWE champion, Zack Ryder, aka Matt Cardona.
0: Yeah, Zack Ryder. You're up to 12. All right, track 17. Are you ready?
1: Yes, sir. Another clue.
0: Sounds like noise. That is a
1: reels What the hell? Yep. Uh, okay, right. I wouldn't have guessed that. Sorry, brother.
0: Track eighteen. Yes, sir. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. All right. No track number
1: nineteen. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. That is Jacqueline. Oh, I'm sorry. Please, please don't <laughs> kick my ass. <laughs> 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 that, that, see, that that was a woman from from. Back in that time, like she was she was a badass. It just came on at the wrong time. Like she she did not belong in that era of women. And here we go
0: out uh, track twenty. Yes. All right, Ben. Last one. You ready?
1: Yes, sir. Um, Ted DiBiase Jr. No. Who was it?
0: The Legacy
1: oh okay well I was close
0: all right so 14 so that's 21 tracks you got 14.
1: that was pretty good to end the year
0: what do you well, think well done all right now uh, real quick let me just uh pull the these up because I want to I'm going to give you my ratings my uh fire yeah the ones I've rated four stars cool Oh wait, hold on, let me do descending. Okay.
1: All right, so I'm gonna go to the top of the list. Yeah, he's doing what I did earlier when I asked him to play the Jeopardy theme.
0: So far, okay, so so what I have, I have in, uh, okay, uh, should I do the top 10? Sure. All right, let me do the top 10. Okay, so the top 10, I have Junkyard Dog, another one Bites the Dust. Very good. Then I have Jake Roberts, Snake Bit.
1: I would rank that a little bit higher, but okay.
0: And No, these are just uh, when I hit Sort and Descending, it automatically put them in this order. These are not the order I have. I will put them in this oh, okay. was this was automatically sorted okay so then i have evolution with four stars i uh, agree drew mcintyre broken dreams i get a of four stars
1: absolutely freaking
0: demolition i gave
1: four stars okay yeah clay got mad at me because i missed that one sorry
0: yeah well uh he missed Yuhuzuna.
1: Oh, yeah. Sorry, Clay. Well, I got revenge on that one.
0: <clears throat> okay, the corporate ministry, Evil Empire, I gave four stars, because I just love that creepy type of music. Yeah. Uh CM Punk Cult of Personality. Absolutely. Christian at last.
1: That was a little charitable, but okay. What? Come on, that opera, I'm
0: lost.
1: Oh, God. What? Yes, yes, I forgot. You're an opera fan. (laughs) I'm a Christian fan. I'll I'll try not to hold that against you. (laughs) Gosh. Okay.
0: (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen. What the
1: fuck? Ladies and gentlemen. If uh, if I was forced to listen to opera, little in the Italian opera, I am
0: on, on occasion. My dad will sit there watch and listen to Luciano Pavarotti. I,
1: I would, I would, I would potentially just just drill my own eyeballs out. Ow! be good to that. The, the way
0: I have the top three this here again, these are auto sorted, they're not me putting them in this order. so I have the whole world in his hands, Bray Wyatt, yeah uh Bobby Lashley, hell will be calling your name, which i I still think suits the judgment Day much better,
1: yeah, especially with that one line you you share with me and Oscar, the future yeah i mean like i say you can definitely tell that that's auto sorted but i mean in terms of the quality of the songs i would agree with yeah. that Yeah,
0: especially uh now the whole world in the sense uh the one that they play that extreme rules
1: oh yeah absolutely
0: that was not very wide singing
1: no i no i didn't think so because it's very <laughs> easy to tell when it's him singing
0: and uh but I found that the I found the actual song. It's by an artist called Juggernaut Kid.
1: Oh well that's yeah. an interesting tidbit of trivia.
0: Yep. Alright, so that is the end of the show, Ben. We say bring the show to a close.
1: Yes, and um ladies and gentlemen, we had a very light December to close out the year, which I which I was kind of grateful for because you know, even though we had two pay per views that weren't WWE related, luckily we were able to um squeeze them into one show. Otherwise we would have yeah. had we, we would have had an extra show to give you four for December. But I, I kinda like the fact that we were able to squeeze it into one. But um we gave you three shows because we didn't have um we didn't have a WWE pay-per-view in December, thank Christ. But yeah. uh, once we um once we get back from uh, the holiday break, um, we're going to have plenty um, coming for you um, because this is my personal favorite time of year. and I, I don't know about you, Elio, but I am pumped about what's what's coming up in, in, the, um, in the next few months with, with Triple H running a WrestleMania season. Holy shit. Yep. Like, I can I cannot tell you how thrilled that makes me. Okay? Because this right here, I I am will I I am willing to put my reputation and the reputation of this podcast on the line with this next statement here. Um this WrestleMania season is going to show you why Vince McMahon has no business returning to WWE. None. Mm-hmm. Triple H is gonna show you why starting in January. And I cannot wait to be there to break down every single little bit of shit for every single one of you. Yep. I am so jacked up for that. So, in preparation for that, that's what that's why we had a light schedule in December, because God knows that this is the time of year that puts everybody to sleep. Thank God it's not Vince. <laughs> Are you okay? You, you need some eggnog? <laughs> well, trust me. If I was an alcohol consumer, I would I would definitely need some eggnog, but I'm a straight-edge guy, so I, I don't partake. Um, uh-huh. Alright,
0: so, so for my co-host Bob Cratchit, I mean Ben Pierce,
1: Ben... I'm not going to force you to come in to work on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. You have the day off. Yeah, well, actually, because Christmas Eve, I'm glad we're not doing a show because right? I was I, I was just recently informed that I'm actually going to my aunt's house and I didn't know that. So, ah, oh, cool. Kind of works out. And I'm going out for New Year's, so there we go. Very good. So, um, what, what day, while I have you, what day would you like to return to the airway? Well, let's uh,
0: take a look. Actually, I have my calendar here in front of me. So, let me just pull up the calendar here. So, I, okay, hold on, month. So, the, the first Saturday is January 7th.
1: Well, I don't, I don't want to wait that long because that's three weeks. Um, what if, what, what if we do, what if we do Tuesday the third?
0: Yeah, that's too long. Yeah, it's too long. The seventh day is too long. Yeah, yeah, let's come back on the third then. We can do okay. that. The third, okay. uh, a special Tuesday episode that works.
1: Yeah, because I, 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 really don't want to wait three weeks. No. Oh. Especially going into Royal Rumble season. Yeah. So we'll be we'll be back on the third folks
0: and and, and, uh, and, and the first show of you will be a light show because we only have a money and to cover that week
1: yeah but we'll we'll have plenty of news to cover oh, yeah. um because um because you won't be hearing from us between now and the and the third yep. with all the holiday stuff and we certainly hope that uh that you guys have a very happy holidays Merry Christmas and uh However you uh, celebrate the holidays, wherever you are in the world. And once again, uh, we certainly do appreciate your support of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. You guys made this an absolutely delightful year to be on the airwaves. And I cannot wait to start 2023. And hence why when I saw the 7th as three weeks away, I'm like, no, 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 I can't wait. That yeah, long. no, that's uh, too long. Uh, no, I'd be and to get back to you guys. So um, I feel a little bit better with the third. And uh, I, of course, I can't go that long without seeing my adorable Canadian <laughs> track, What, Elio Canellas? So with that in mind, uh, we, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll see you in 2023. Elio, All right, see you next year, my friend. All right. Have a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Yeah. yeah.